It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. This is season four. We're back. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> Our seasons are just like years long because this is mm-hmm. year four of, of the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Oh, that's true. Okay. That makes it so easy. Go us for doing that. Yeah. That's way so, easier. We're happy to be here. Happy to be yeah. back. Missed you guys. Seriously. Yeah. If you've been here since the start, since like right when COVID happened, this is when the podcast began. Um, thank you if you have been a sponsor the past four years. Yeah. Uh, in any way at all, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm giving like my Grammy's speech. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, mom. I could not have done it without you. <laughs> here we are. It's a little different this season because... We decided to add in a video element. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be able to find um, video clips on our Instagram at what in the dang heck. Uh, and hopefully some of those video clips got you here. Honestly, <laughs> hopefully, because I feel very that's... vulnerable right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's our marketing strategy. Oh, so my. hopefully it worked. <laughs> <laughs> We're just taking a shot in the dark. <laughs> Don't act like we don't know how marketing works to some extent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for you new people here, we always do a heck yes, heck no, because it's the What in the Dang Heck podcast. So Megan, you want to start us off? Yeah, I do. Um, This is going to maybe sound like beating a dead horse to all my followers because I've talked about it so much on my personal page. But for those of you who have not heard me talk about it yet, um, the book, How to Change Your Husband by a friend of Medjugorje. That's the name of the author. They specifically chose to like not disclose their name because they want the book to solely be focused on like the contents and not the name of the author, which I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, It's really good. And it's the first book that I've read cover to cover in a very long time. And I did it in a month. I could not put that thing down. And it's hilarious that that's the book I couldn't put down because It did not, in fact, tell me how to change my husband. It told me how to change myself. And it was blunt and challenging and humbling. And a lot of things that I typically would probably just say, good, I don't need that in my life. And it was actually so good. Gave me a lot to think about. Do you have one light bulb moment you want to share? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, the first thing that came to mind is women talk about how there's no gentleman anymore. And how, yeah. like, like we don't have any gentlemen anymore. Where are all the good guys go? Well, where the gentle women go that raised the gentlemen? Do we have the gentle women anymore? Because that's where it starts. If you're not a gentle mother and a gentle woman and a feminine woman raising those gentle sons, then it, we're not going to have any more gentlemen. So it go, it, the whole book basically talks about the influence of women on society, on the family, on children, on our culture, et cetera. Um, and how Satan would love nothing more than to destroy culture, families, whatnot, through the influence of women. So. And it's so true because there's someone I have studied, Alison Armstrong. and mm, She's good. Yeah. And she like has come up with this theory that I believe to be true is that men are actually just responding to women. Yes. Like their actions are responses to women, like women aren't responding to men men are responding to women and so like that definitely checks true with what you know this this anonymous Uh writer claim yeah it's very good it's all um based in catholic biblical views as well so i don't know i can understand why it would be polarizing because people don't like to be challenged people don't like when people are blunt um there's some hard things in there to consider to think about but i think it is so worth the read so worth the read so okay that's my heck yes what's your heck yes 
Okay. So I got, this is funny. We're both talking about books. Um, I got gifted this cute little like quote book. Um, and it just, it's, it's called like the little book of wisdom for exquisite ladies. And it's just like a coffee table book, you know, but the quotes in it are so good. And I'm like, I'm going to try to do a quote every podcast. Please do. Um, What's the one? So anyways, this one is called beauty secrets. I put it in my weekly digest newsletter two weeks ago, but it's by Sam Levinson. I have no idea who that is. Um, Okay. For attractive lips, speak words of kindness for lovely eyes, seek out the good in people. For a slim figure, share your food with the hungry. For beautiful hair, let a child run his fingers through it once a day. For poise, walk with the knowledge you will never walk alone. Wow. I must yeah. have incredibly beautiful hair with how often Carrie yanks on it. <laughs> you do. It's just, <laughs> yeah. definitely beautiful hair because Carrie's always holding on to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what that's that's what the quote says. <laughs> But yeah, I, I like, like that I like though. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that like if cute. Pinterest compiled all their little quotes that I save into a cute totally. little book. And I kind of miss those quotes. Like they were so yes. big in middle school and high school, and I kind of just miss like a quote that's not about like politics or yeah. you know something like that. Yeah. You know. Yep. I have a whole mom encouragement folder on Pinterest that's full of them. <laughs> I'm like, I will probably need to plaster those all over the house once I have this child. Yes. Which we're going to talk about. Don't you guys think that we're not here to talk about that? Okay. So if <laughs> this is like new news to you, surprise, Cece's pregnant. We're going to get into it. Um, but first we have Hecnos. Okay. So, what's here we go. Okay. Yeah. So this, okay. Speaking of pregnancy, this is literally the most pregnant brain thing that has happened to me thus far. We have bananas. And they were going bad. And so what do you do when you have bad bananas? You're like, I'm going to make some sort of banana bread, right? Right. Correct. So I was like, okay, I really want to make banana, oatmeal, chocolate chip muffins. So I go to the store. I grab some oatmeal. We needed some. Come back. Like this was like a saga. And I had already like set out the butter, the eggs at the room temperature, you know, Mm -hmm. everything. I make the muffins. I sit, so so they come out. I'm like, I can't wait to have a warm muffin. I, you know, slather butter butter all over it. I bite into it. I'm like, this is literally dry as hell. And then I look over to the counter. I never once opened a banana. And I was like, I literally, oh, like the whole purpose of this was to use the dang bananas. <laughs> Like there's, taste, like, much, sand? like there's like sand there's as much oats in it like <laughs> like an equivalent amount of oats is an equivalent amount of flour and it was like chalky like oh like, <laughs> oh, nice. like you were supposed to use three bananas for 12 muffins like that what that's what was that's giving the, the moisture. moisture yeah okay there it is on your countertop in the peel and so uh, I was like I'm actually like really mad right now <laughs> That was a full waste of time and ingredients. Because that's Patrick like, what, came... a stick of butter at least? Yeah. Yeah, that's and a lot I of mean, butter. like, when Patrick came home, he had one. I was like, do they taste dry? He's like, I mean, like, yeah, but I'll still eat them. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I married the right man. <laughs> because I will not be eating them. So, And it's not even they taste bad. I'm just like, every time I look at them, I'm angry. You're mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's something people don't talk about enough either, though. Like, applauding the husbands who are like, I'll eat it. Like, when we have leftover days and there's leftover barbecue from the really good barbecue shop, and then there's leftover, like, soup for the third day in a row, and I'm like, I really want the barbecue, and I don't want to say anything. And so I asked Avery, hey, is there a particular one that you wanted? He was like, I'll finish the soup. And I'm like, yes. Marry a man that eats leftovers. If Patrick yes. didn't eat leftovers, we would be wasting at least a hundred dollars in food. Oh yeah, like a we'd month. be broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love leftovers, especially once you become a mom. I was like, I understand now. Leftovers mm-hmm. are the best. But when you've had that soup three days in a row, and there's a nice leftover barbecue from yeah. like not not that I made, I'm like, oh, the leftover barbecue. 
Yeah. So having a husband that'll eat chalky muffins and three day soup is ideal. A winner. A winner. So yeah, anyways, I just un I I took out the banana from the peels. I peeled the banana. That was such a weird way to say that. And I just (laughs) put them in a bag. I mashed them up, put them in a bag, put them in the freezer. And I'm like, when I'm done being mad about these muffins, I'll make another round. (laughs) I was gonna say you put them in the freezer because you're still fuming over them. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way it's gonna be within the month. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that's tough. So yeah, that's my heck no. What's your heck no? <laughs> uh, my heck no is that I just feel like American Airlines has let me down. Like like they were a longtime friend that I could trust on. I had loyalty with, you know, and they've just been rude, unhelpful, short. I just feel like they take advantage of every time I click on the website too. Like they track with their cookies that I'm, you know, looking for a flight and then I come back and refresh and now everything's a hundred dollars more. And then I refresh and it's now $200 more. And I'm like, why are you trying to take advantage of me? I literally have loyalty to you. I have a credit card with you. I have miles with you. Like, what do you, what else do you want? It's cause it's cause they're not loyal to you. No, they're not. And it really hurts. <laughs> it's a one-way relationship. They're just in it for the money. So that's my heck no. It's just dumb. It's the first time in a long time that I feel like they've just been really horrible. And I'm like, do I look elsewhere? Well, the upside is that their doors haven't flown off yet. And they don't have a CEO that's um, doing drag dancing on the weekends. It's this Alaska Airlines. United. United. Oh, my word. So. Okay, so I I can go Delta or Southwest, but Southwest is, I've heard, is like, mm. But they're I heard all, a lot of good things about there. Delta. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I whatever. Mean, at least, at least they're not in the news for crashing and burning. So true. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and morally. So that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, should we jump into this? Sure. Sure. Okay. Wait. First, I really want to talk about a new sponsor we have, guys. Oh I've, gosh. Yeah. Let's it's do so this. good. Okay. So there's this company called Wallet Win. All right. Mm-hmm. And they have an online membership, like an online course called the Catholic Money Academy. And Patrick and I have always loved, like, we're online course junkies. It's just <laughs> something that, like, we do together. And we also have always, even since, you know, engagement, we've always taken a really big, excuse me, taken a really big interest in talking about money and, mm-hmm never having like disagreements about money is like a source of tension in our relationship because we, you know, people always hear like money is like such a big reason for divorce, you know, money and religion. And if we can, you know, knock those out of the way, then, you know, like there's going to be less success, right? Because money, it can be a blessing and it can also be a burden and, you know, worrying about how to make ends meet, things like that. But it can be such that source of tension in your marriage. And also just like as Catholics, giving, like tithing, things yes. like that, like yeah. figuring all that out. And so I'm so excited that this course exists. So Patrick and I, we've been going through it. Okay. And I'll just kind of like walk you. So it's online course. They have all these money milestones. The first milestone It's called, it talks all about your mindset. So it's like going through family history, your personal history, um, your financial. good. Yeah. They like people need to talk about that. Yes. You can get like a personality based on like kind of how you spend Mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Watch these courses together. You can take the quiz together. It gives you so many great things to think about. And a lot of what um, the Catholic Money Academy does is it facilitates conversations that may not naturally come up or that are awkward to bring up, especially if you are like engaged. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Except can I just argue that this should be a part of like marriage prep? Yeah. In my head. Like if we're going to throw NFP in there and do like marriage prep, you've got the religion, you've got the sex, which sex is another like deal breaker for divorce. So let's throw this in there too. Yes. And like just set everyone up for success across the board. Seriously. And even if you're not in a relationship, like this is stuff you need, yes. like stuff yes. like wallet wins. Catholic money Academy isn't just for people in a relationship. It is everything's needed. So then it kind of goes into like living with a budget. 
Okay, what mm. is a budget? How do you do this? And then insurance. It goes through all the different oh, types of insurance. God. <laughs> do's and don'ts with them, like everything. And then it goes through, you know, a rainy day fund. And then mm-hmm. how do you get a month ahead? And and it's a husband and wife that do all these videos. And they actually had a past with debt. And then they were able to get out of debt with a significant amount of debt within a year. And now they've become experts in this space. Yeah. Um it's just awesome to see. So then it goes off to like, okay, paying off debt, um, you know, uh, saving for a down payment to a house, um, saving for retirement, saving for, you know, college for your kids, like paying off an early mortgage, living generously. Like it literally brings you through every single thing you will come up with in your lifelong journey with money. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. just a short term, like this is three steps how to pay off yeah. debt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, how do you build generational wealth? How do you set yourself up for that? How, you know, all of these things, it is yeah. all in one place. And I know I could go on and on, but even if they weren't a sponsor, I would be telling you about this because I didn't know it existed. And now that I do, it's been so actually fun for Patrick and I to go through yeah. it yeah. to facilitate these conversations and be like, wow, we feel like we're on top of things. This is good. Yeah, yeah, totally. You You feel like productive as a couple and like you're prioritizing your family's wealth and future and you're being ordered about it and morally structured in it too, which like people don't talk about, but when we're Catholic, we need to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how to do things, um, how to do things right. And I'll be completely honest, like Patrick and I just last year, finish paying off our truck. And that was our last payment on anything besides our mortgage. And so that was always our goal. Like we want to be debt free. But then after that, we were like, oh shoot, that's kind of like the end of our goals. (laughs) Like what's our next goal? What's next? You know, because that's what everyone, you know, pay off debt, pay off debt. And so we're like, what do we do now? Like, how do we do children? Like, do we want to save for a children's college? Like, should we start talking about like, putting more towards our mortgage. Like what do like what kind of things do we want to do more for retirement? Like all these questions we were doing the independent research on in yeah. like wallet when literally already had all of it. Compiled <laughs> it one place. Step by step. Yeah. Catholic yeah. principles just Exactly. So all that to say, okay. Um you can get a free trial. So go to catholicmoneyacademy.com backslash W-I-T-D-H, which stands for what in the dang heck. So catholicmoneyacademy.com backslash W-I-T-D-H. You can find this in our show notes, but you'll get a free trial there and definitely check them out on Instagram at walletwin. But we're just grateful for everything you guys are doing. We are I'm just so excited that they reached out because yeah. I I don't know if I would have if I would have run across them, you know. Right. We've we've gotten asked many times in the past to talk about money and finances and stuff on here before, and we haven't really tapped into it. So I think 20 minutes for that was fair. Totally valid. Mm-hmm. Give the people what they want. <laughs> give the people what they want. Okay, now you give the people what they want. Okay, now what you really want and what you're really here for is um Cecilia, uh, how did you find out you were pregnant? So, um, let's see, I'll just be really honest. My boobs really hurt. And I was like, I'm definitely pregnant. I remember you texting me that. (laughs) So I was like, I can give it a few, I could give it, I probably could give it a week before a test would turn out positive. So yeah, yeah, I, I had just seen, I had just seen Patrick. It's called halftime. It's when like deployment so like he's on a six, seven month deployment, but they come back halfway through for like yeah. two or three weeks to like have maintenance done. So it was like during that time. And so I left Japan and um, came back to the States and I was like, I don't know, I could be pregnant, but Patrick was supposed to deploy again um, yeah. and his deployment kept getting pushed back. So he was here in Japan alone. Like I had to leave because I already had a flight scheduled and I had a work conference in Denver. And so, um, yeah, anyways, his thing kept getting pushed back. So 
I, we had, we had always decided like, if I'm deployed while you find out you're pregnant, don't tell me until you can tell me in person. Right. And I know this sounds harsh, but the only way we can communicate, you know, is email. So there's, you don't want to, you don't want them to receive like big news in email prior to flying a mission in a jet right on deployment so it's just just like the nature I don't know how of this job yeah, yeah yeah and like I was totally fine with that you know I can hold it in if we're communicating via email but his right. deployment kept getting delayed and so, so now <laughs> we're facetiming because he's just in Japan waiting for you know whatever to happen and I'm like shoot do I Oh, and I had taken a test. I took a test, got in the shower, came out of the shower. I said a choice word. And then I <laughs> I called Megan. She didn't answer. I called my other best friend. And I was Biggest like, regret of my life. I'm having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so Patrick was supposed to deploy that day. And so I was like, I'm not going to say anything because it's already like stressful. You know, it's just like a, a right. lot of lot going on, you know? And then the following day happens, he's like, oh, I didn't, like, we couldn't get on the ship, whatever. And it kept happening for another week. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, he told me not to tell him until we're together again. So, like, yeah. I'll tell him when I see him, you know, end of November, you know, whatever. And then something was, I can't fully remember, but it was like, I was at, like a pre-speaker conference meeting at a brewery and after the brewery I FaceTime Patrick he's like oh what'd you get at the brewery I'm like I just got water he's like oh why and I was like well I you know I don't like beer so I was like I yeah. just don't like you know I didn't want any beer um and then something like I was like breaking out and oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like I think I said something he's like yeah you are kind of breaking out which is rare Thank you, beauty counter. And <laughs> so he's like, do you know if you're pregnant? And I was like, we were literally texting. And I was like, do you, do you want me to like take a test? He's like, I mean, if you want to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so if I take a test, do you want to know? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, this de- deployment keeps getting delayed. And I was like, okay, well, I already know I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I already had the test. <laughs> I'm like, it's been like almost two weeks. Oh, I've been gosh. trying to keep this in. <laughs> okay. So what was his reaction though? Obviously it was, you know, over text or over FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. So I think we like FaceTime. Subpar, but... mm-hmm. And yeah, he, I mean, obviously really excited. Like he would yeah. have been a father, you know, five years 20 ago. years ago. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think he like he always saw himself getting married young and having a family young and yeah. we're not that young. Um he's 28 this year, so oh, he's practically in but retirement age. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it was it really wasn't like anything exciting, but at the same time we weren't like shocked. Right. You're like, "Oh, that's how that happens." Yep. Yeah, like there wasn't there's not like a big shock like I think someone had asked like was the baby planned I'm like yeah every time you're intimate you know that it's a possibility like what do you like I don't really understand the whole planned thing um but I mean we weren't not trying we weren't not not trying right right exactly that's always my answer to people too okay so how did you tell your dad because you told him in person yes so I waited till Okay, let me back up. So I saw him over Thanksgiving. And prior to Thanksgiving, uh, because my birthday's right around Thanksgiving, my dad had texted me and he said, By the way, what size pants are you? And I was like, (laughs) Oh man, all over the board. So hard. If they're flowy, I usually (laughs) like if they're flowy. I usually go with a large so the length fits. And he goes, LOL. Okay, let's say like wide leg jeans you wear. What size? I'm like, 
let's just mm. please forego those. It's hard. I usually have to try in a four, six, eight, and ten. <laughs> Which Thank honestly you, isn't a complete lie. Like right. It just depends on the brand. But I've literally been all those sizes. Yeah. Um at the same I time. Said, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thank you though. It's so difficult with fitted jeans with a button. And he goes, okay, give a stab at a size. He is not letting this go. He goes, you'll be here in a week. If pants were not high-waisted, what size would you guess? Just give me a guess. LOL. You're like, I don't bother. Like, he's giving me pants for my birthday. And, like, that's yeah. not unusual. Like, my dad has really good style. And yeah, he like he like him give, picking out clothing for me for a birthday present is not abnormal right and I go ah dad I have no idea this is so sweet of you but I'm literally guessing maybe an eight because I'm like okay I'm six now yeah um if I want any chance of fitting into those especially if they're like free people or something which he lives yeah. right by free people I'm like they need to be you know yeah and he goes, sounds fine. Thank you. And He's then, like, finally, this woman would not give me like, an answer. <laughs> so back and forth. And so um, I get there Thanksgiving. I'm there like two days and I don't tell my dad because I was just like, I don't know. I wanted to wait. Yeah. And then I went over and then he was like, oh, I have your birthday gift. And (laughs) she's like, you want to open it? I'm like, so um, I open it and it's these awesome pants from free people. They have a button and a zipper. And he's like, I saw someone walking with these. I asked her, she's like, I work at free people and I got these online. He's like, okay, I want those for my daughter. And I guess like when he, I'm pretty sure when he was ty- typing, like texting me, he was literally in free people having them order these online yeah. because they're not in store. And he was like, can you just tell me? I'm like literally waiting in front of like the worker to like, <laughs> place an order. <laughs> like give me a dang number to roll with here. Please. I know. And he's like, okay, like try. And I knew he would like, I know my father, try them on. Yeah. I want to see yeah. how they- I go, I try them on. I'm like, they fit, but I'm like sucking in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so great. He's like, are they tight? Like we can take them back and like, we can take them back tomorrow and like, we can get another size. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is going to be a saga. Like we're going to go to the store. We're going to get another another size. They're going to get ordered and shipped. And then like, (laughs) it's going to, he's going to ship them to Japan because I leave your Japan after this. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be a whole thing. And I'm like, no, I love them. I like sit down. I'm like, so I'm like really trying to suck in. And I'm like, I just need to tell him. So I like, I'm like, oh, so we were over Thanksgiving. We're also celebrating my nephew's first birthday. Mm. And I was like, oh, I want to show you this little onesie I got for, for Augie. And I like, I'm like, I want to know what you think about it. And so I pull it out and it said, um, like big cousin on it yeah and so I give it to my dad and my dad like unwraps it he's like oh big cousin because like you're the big cousin and I'm like (laughs) no I'm the aunt (laughs) (laughs) no I'm the aunt and he's like okay and then he and then it clicked yeah (laughs) and I'm like so these pants I need, need to take them off, off. <laughs> need <laughs> off now. <laughs> so yeah, that was sweet. So how was each trimester? <laughs> Did you have a horrible first trimester like so many women talk about? So everyone that had a horrible first trimester, just stop stop listening now. Plug your ears. Um, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> it literally physically was as if I wasn't pregnant. Like I was a little tired, yeah. but I also, it's kind of hard to tell because when Patrick deploys and I go back to the States, yeah, I always feel tired. You know, it's just like this, it takes like a while to adjust, honestly. So 
um, just emotionally. So I was like, there wasn't like a big difference there. Um, I had no, I mean, like no food things. Aversions, yeah. Like I felt nauseous one time, but it was because I think I ate too many tacos. So yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like it wasn't abnormal. (laughs) Right. Like non-pregnant CC would have also experienced nausea from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's like nothing crazy, but I think emotionally and mentally because no one knew and I wanted to wait to like Patrick knew but it's like we have email and then like I felt really lonely because at the same time I wanted to wait till my family in person um and Patrick's family in person and so it was very like my friends knew because I was like I don't care to tell them in person (laughs) right it's like special but like not that special right (laughs) so well and at that point you're like I gotta tell someone Right. Exactly. So it wasn't, it was kind of just like mentally lonely. And also at the same time, there was just like a lot happening because, um, you know, Patrick was getting ready. He was on deployment. And then like, I was preparing to move back to Japan at the end of the year. And then we also were hosting, um, almost like 20 people over the holidays. So it was like right. prepping for that. Cause I w- essentially was going to Japan. I needed to prep all the holiday stuff, yeah. then go to Japan for a few weeks. And then we were going back to the States together. And like the next day we were hosting. So it was right. just like a lot. And I was going to Arizona, then Japan, then coming back hosting and yeah. then going back to Japan. So it was just like the, it, it was just a lot. So and I think, so the whole premise, I guess, of like me being like, eh, is because Patrick, we don't know if he'll be there for the birth because yeah. I am due right when he deploys every year. So that was also like, I essentially needed to wrap my mind around that and come to terms with mm-hmm. like, I might be doing this alone kind of thing. Right. And right. I already felt alone. So I was like, could this get worse? Yeah. <laughs> like not loving this. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, your hormones change. So I think that was just the hardest part. Um, yeah. second trimester, um, the only thing that was kind of weird, this was like a few weeks after I ate, if I like saw the leftover food on my plate, I'm like, immediately that needs to go like immediately <laughs> get it out of my mouth, like face, like it can, yeah. either you're going to eat it for me or like this needs to go into the garbage. Yeah. Um, or a leftover box. Okay. Like it was like looking at the food I just ate. I was like, I'm disgusted. I just ate that. And I like, like some weird mind game. Yeah. Particular mind game. Yeah. It was so weird. I'm like, I just ate it. Why am I grossed out that I just ate it? Like looking at it now. I'm like, I I'm disgusted with myself. That checks out. Can't say that's a symptom I've ever experienced. So like, (laughs) get it out. I'm like leave so but the, but that went away that was just like the only thing do you have any other like unusual symptoms that you weren't expecting um no because I expected all the symptoms yeah honestly that's what we do you set the bar so low that when it raises rises any higher you're like oh my gosh best day ever yeah so. I thought probably by now I'd be a little bigger which I'm mm-hmm. happy and fine with okay um first I was gonna say that can go both ways yeah I want to look more pregnant I'm totally fine with it (laughs) cool perfect you can wear your clothes longer yep exactly and then um I'm trying to think do you know the gender are you gonna know not not finding out okay do you have any inkling um Patrick and I think it's a boy but more and more I'm thinking it's a girl so I don't know okay like we've said we're just gonna let the baby choose oh yeah 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 for sure next question um what's your birth slash postpartum contingency plan if patrick is deployed so we're essentially planning that planning things as if he won't be there because again we don't are on the floor Mm -hmm. like i have to mentally prepare for that so there's still like hope left but we don't know when we'll even know know if he can come much less know when he could come so (laughs) Like I'm expecting to figure out if he can or can't come two weeks before. Yeah. 
Like that that's realistic. is that's realistic. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. Two weeks before I'm gonna have this the due date, like that's when we'll know. So I have a doula and I have a postpartum doula. The doula can take me to the hospital. Um, so she can be there like as I labor at home as much as possible and she can drive me yeah. to the hospital. And then um, she'll be there like an hour after the birth and then her daughter's postpartum doula, the end. <laughs> they are both Catholic too though, aren't they? Yeah, Which they is are. like so neat. Mm-hmm. So that's lucky. I found like really great, they call them birth workers. I just hate that term because it sounds like sex worker, but yeah, um, yeah. apparently like that whole area of field of work is called birth workers. So. Yeah. I don't know. Love that for them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found really great people. That was a blessing. I prayed about that. It was really hard to find um, doulas in my area that don't practice new age and Reiki and things like that. Same. And I would rather be alone than have someone that does that. Yeah. Seriously. I like fully mean that. So yeah, really great. And then I'll just, um, I'm going to like schedule friends to come in and family to come in, um, throughout like the following months, just scatter them to help out. Um, and then if Patrick can't make it, I'll just have to reschedule some of those people. Right. Last minute. So, yeah, but who cares? They, <laughs> your husband being there is last minute and you can't help that. So they just, yeah, I'm like, sorry, like, oh, like yeah. don't need you. I can be an emotional wreck with my husband who signed yeah. up for this. <laughs> right, right. Who committed his life to this? So, um, <laughs> okay, okay. So there's like, <laughs> we're probably halfway through the questions. Meg, do you want to tell us about Pieta Papery? So, for those of you, we were just joking about how Patrick signed his life away to this, um, to, you know, Managing and navigating Cecilia's emotions. Um, as you approach your wedding day, if <laughs> you're looking for stationery. What a what a transition. <laughs> okay, but you and I both say all the time that we wish we knew about PA to papery, just like we wish we knew about Wallet Win years ago. Like there are some sponsors that show up for you guys, and I'm kind of jealous because I'm like, oh, that would have been so awesome to use for my wedding day. Instead of yeah. me doing it by myself, hand handwriting all of them, it was horrible. And Pieta Papery is just so, oh my gosh, it is so timeless. It's so elegant. It's so beautiful. Like the way they incorporate the Catholic faith into their wedding invites and just their their stationery in general is beyond like, it's so good. It's so good. So As a designer the- myself, I'm just like, ugh. And Pieta Papery actually gave custom, um, like cards, like an envelope and a yes. card note card to like all of the people that went to France with us last summer. Yeah, and I used those as thank you notes, and I actually got texts from the thank you note saying, "Who the heck created these? these? Where did you find these? <laughs> yes, they're beautiful. I've been hoarding them. I think I've given." One to my mom and one to someone else, but the other like four, however many are left, I'm just like, well, when they're gone, they're gone and I can't look at them anymore. So I have to really pick who I send these to. And Pieta Papery is actually offering a free guide to all of you for all the brides who recently got engaged over the holidays or starting to do some wedding planning. This free guide answers so many questions that I remember I was Googling, (laughs) pressing questions like, um, when to mail your saved the dates, when to mail invitations, uh, when to start reading and praying with the Catholic nuptial mass readings, um, nuptial mass programs, what the heck goes in this, when to order signage, like all of this is created in their free guide. So absolutely check it out. You can get the free guide at the link in our show notes. And even if you have a friend who just got engaged, this is a great thing to just send and be like thinking of you. So check it out. Everything, like we always say, is in our show notes. All right, back to the questions, Megan. So one, am I going to be your midwife was a question. (laughs) Megan, do you have a certain certification I don't know about? (laughs) Yeah, um, you guys are really confident in my lack of qualifications to do that, okay? So 
No, I will not be her midwife or even her doula. I don't have any knowledge. I mean, I do have knowledge and personal experience, but I don't have any certification license whatsoever. Megan also has a newborn. Let's not forget. She might not look like she has a newborn, but she has a newborn. I do have a newborn. (laughs) Apparently he's called an infant now because he's three months. He's not a newborn anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh, she cannot. Anyways, um... The another question was how did seeing Meg go through birth affect your own birth mindset? Okay. Um, okay, number one, I do have a midwife. She is yes. she works underneath an OB. So I think that's how it's done in Kentucky. Yes. Um so I have a midwife. It's just um, not me. Okay, you guys, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I'm I uh okay, how did seeing Meg go through birth affect your own birth mindset? Um I mean, I like that I'm exposed to a lot of different ways that you can have a birth. Yeah. Um, I think that's good to be open-minded in that way. Um, I would say because Megan has done a hospital birth and she's done two home births um, and you know, you've had a lot more peace with one over the other. Um, (laughs) Which one would that be? (laughs) I feel like in a, but not just because of you, just because of like the influences and people I've talked to, I think I'm cautious in a, in a right amount of way with how Mm -hmm. I'm approaching the hospital birth. Good. Yeah. Yeah, You're not naive. No, no. And I like know exactly what I want to tell them. Right. And like, you know, you have no problem confronting people and holding a boundary for yourself. So yeah. You like, a doula. <laughs> yes. And it was funny. Cause my doula was like, so like, how are you with confrontation? I'm like, love it. Thrive in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hit me with it. I seek it. I eat it for breakfast. <laughs> you know, I'm like, they tell me no. I say yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we could not be more different in that regard. oh my gosh so um like very much a contrarian in that way so uh I'm not I'm not like very fearful because I think I have a really good idea of what to expect you have an honest and realistic expectation for it yeah yes and still being open to like things going wrong but even asking the questions of like oh my baby's blood pressure is high okay so tell me more about that Mm um no you Mm -hmm. can't touch me unless you ask me if you can touch me right um no you're not gonna linger in here because I don't like lingering people so if you want me to like you don't linger like (laughs) freaking I'll be nice about it obviously but like essentially I'm like if you're just lingering in here talking about your day and what you're having for lunch with the other nurse you can get out and have that conversation outside yep yep yep, yep. so Good. I have like no problem yeah like I have no doubt space. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that sounds like so b-word it, there's a way to say it where it's like you I fully believe and I live by the saying that you can say anything it's just how you say it yeah that way I mean, if there's anything. anything I've learned from you or that I would put on your tombstone god forbid you die tomorrow or something it would be that <laughs> so it's all yeah. about how you say it your tone you say it how you approach it and I know it does, doesn't sound like I'm gonna approach it nicely right now but I know <laughs> This is for the drama. Okay, you guys. <laughs> the dramatization. Yeah. Also, so. though, you don't need, I mean, yeah. Morally, yes, if you can say it nicely, you should. But in regards to being in labor, I think all of like formalities go out the door. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the whole time I was like, sorry, is that like literally in the hospital, the first birth was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be mean. And they're like, are you? you you weren't mean at all and I'm like I didn't mean to do that like I was very like stepping on eggshells which is so me and I hate it um but I you don't need to do that yeah but if you can you should because we have a conscience and there's right and wrong (laughs) like I won't remember any of it anyways um okay so what are you most worried about and excited about in regards to the baby and birth so like motherhood so and birth. the birth I think I'm just 
my biggest worry is um, if Patrick isn't there, there will be like a really big emotional piece missing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how fast I can push that aside. Right. So, and that's very, um, like that makes sense. Like that would be really hard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. That's, that's probably my biggest fear. Like the baby's going to come out one way or the other. Right. Um, I obviously have a way I want it to come out and a way I want it to go. <laughs> and I will put my foot down about it. But at the end of the day, yeah, just having a healthy baby and like having Patrick experience that is really important. Like, at, like bottom line. So if he can't, um, yeah, just, just what I already said, the emotional piece and even coming into postpartum, the how much that emotional piece weighs on me of Mm -hmm. being like, I wish he was here. I wish he was here. This would be different because he would be here. Like, I don't want those thoughts, but I don't know how to not to have those thoughts because that's real. Like I would literally be denying reality if I was like, no, no, it wouldn't be different if he was here or not. Like Mm -hmm. it would be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would be night. It would be very different. Yeah. So, because it's different when I live alone and Mm -hmm. versus when I live with him and I transition doing that three times a year. So like, (laughs) I don't want to deny like people like your mindset, your mindset, have a positive mindset. I'm like, there is such thing as having a positive mindset without denying reality. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I would, I would be worried about you if you were just like, well, it's like, fine. It's just like, it's just my cross to carry, you know, like, it's like, whatever. I'd be like, uh, hello. You're like, you're disassociating. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is not okay. We need to go have you checked out. (laughs) Yeah. So I think my biggest worry is, I don't know, like maybe not feeling prepared, but that's on me. Like I can, like one way that I feel confident about something is if I'm competent and being competent is like knowing information um, and not being caught off guard with information. So as much yeah. as I can do. <laughs> then you married to... the military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's number one. And then, yeah, I think I'm just most worried about postpartum because I yeah. have never done a postpartum. People's experiences are so different, mm-hmm. but I'm also trying to leave space for like, what if postpartum isn't hard? Yeah. Like there's some women I talk to and they're like, I thought there was something wrong with me because I actually felt fine. That's and me I this postpartum thus far. Yeah, yeah, like I don't want to set the expectation, but also the the space for it to just be okay. Which I appreciate and I hope other women are hearing this, especially first-time moms, because I feel like there's so many things that just get shouted by all moms. Like postpartum sucks, postpartum's hard, you're gonna have the blues, the depression, the anxiety, whatever. And then they just they like accept that that's how their postpartum is before they've even reached postpartum. And they like yeah. they've just like made up their mind that that's how it is. And so everything you look for it to be hard, it's going to be hard, you know? Um, So I love it. It's the same with pregnancy though. Like I didn't know not, like I didn't know feeling like yourself was an option for pregnancy until I'm doing it. Because everyone's like, you're hormonal, you're nauseous, you're sick, you're exhausted, everything sucks, you don't want to eat anything, whatever. And it's like, that's not true for every single woman, for every single pregnancy, for the entire But they're scared to say it, you know? Yeah, because then you're going to get, pinpointed as being fake uh not holding empathy for other women who are having a hard time and it's just like why can't both exist no two women are the same no two pregnancies are the same anyways like I already tell you like my mental state if I knew Patrick was going to be there would be so like an a like if God bless us with a second child mm-hmm. that will be so different than this one yep so like yeah. so different mentally Mm-hmm. physically probably but I guarantee you mentally it would be different <laughs> <laughs> physically back would 100% be broken at that point <laughs> so yeah I I didn't really think of that there I, I didn't know that like feeling fine was an option and so I want to leave space for that in postpartum too yeah I admire that thank you you're welcome um favorite maternity clothes Rex recommendations I know you made a post about it yeah just look at that post um (laughs) 
non-maternity clothes are my favorite non-maternity clothes recommendation. Yep. That's how it is about uh, nursing too yeah. for me. Non-nursing clothes are my favorite. I know. So it was kind of funny. Some people are like, this is the store you need to go to. This is my favorite store. And I'm like, I don't like pastel colors. So yeah. everything is a pastel and a stripe. Um, the stripes. The stripes are everywhere. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I'm like, I literally hate everything on that website. <laughs> Okay, glad you found your and, spot it's not mine and maternity dresses are weird lengths yes. so like they're always right at the knee or they cut off at the cankle part of your leg where like the thickest part so many dresses cut off the thickest part of your calf yep. and I'm like this is the worst hem length in so many dresses cut <laughs> off right there like it's like <laughs> mid-d dress but it's really half calf dress I'm like yeah it is not a true midi unless it's four inches above the ankle and you just get a thin ankle instead of cutting off at the meatiest part of my second half of my, the, the latter half of my leg. It would be like why, why jean shorts don't look cute because they hem cuts off right at the thickest part of your thigh. True. You know? It's true. And all these maternity dresses cut off at a cankle length. And I'm like, no, no, no. No. no, 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 no. Red flag. Red flag. Immediate no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like specific. So um, I, I really don't know what to tell you. I mango, I like mango non-maternity and mango had some maternity pants. I don't see them anymore on their website. They probably go through fluctuations. Yeah. Um, Staples, Old Navy. I was going to say Old Navy has some basics. ASOS yeah. even has some maternity stuff or nursing stuff that you've sent me before that I've, I've liked. Yep. Yeah, yeah. ASOS, but I pretty much, I mean, I'm not, I can't really ship a lot of stuff here to Japan and I just bought stuff before I left and it was mostly just staples. Yeah. So, and I'm pregnant in the winter. Like I already wear tunics and big sweaters that cover my right. butt. So it wasn't like a very big change. Right. Honestly. Okay. Who's going to be taking care of you postpartum? We talked about that. Mm -hmm. uh, do you understand Meg more now that you're pregnant? We've kind of touched on that. It's kind of funny because- Megan this makes me literally. sound, this makes me sound like I was a different person right. when I was pregnant. I mean, I showed um, more skin, but come on guys. Like other than that, I wasn't that bad. She was selling herself on the internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Megan shocker. pregnant is literally the exact same person. And Maybe do happier. I understand- <laughs> yeah, like, do I understand Meg more now that you're pregnant? No, I understand her the same because she doesn't use pregnancy as an excuse to act like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the uh, the bump pictures, which will forever be a thing we agree to disagree on, I think. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yes. Uh, yes and no. Megan acts the same. So do I understand her better? I I think maybe postpartum, I, they'll be, you more, <laughs> there's more related. It's when you go through something, you can relate uh, to something more because you've had your own experience, True, but true. I don't think like Megan's whole personality isn't being pregnant. So yes, true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and postpartum is, it's funny that you said, well, postpartum, maybe like, maybe you'll understand me more then. But that's like the most accurate thing ever because postpartum is the one time I consistently am like, I don't got it. I don't got it all. I'm trying my best and that's what you get. And she's she has firsthand in real life witnessed those moments. And so if anything, we'll circle back postpartum and see if maybe she's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember. But when Megan was postpartum, like she like still kind of has her mojo. So <laughs> it's not no no seriously like she she's not like unprepared for seasons in life so like that's true but I feel like again you set the bar so low you trip on it your your <laughs> expectations are just so low that you you're constantly pleasantly surprised when it's really not that bad yeah know? so yeah and you're the same way so I have no doubt it'll go similarly <laughs> um so 
speaking actually just of pregnancy, pregnancy. I was just, um, I literally just said this yesterday to Patrick. I'm like, can you believe someone this far as long as I am like Patrick Mm. can feel the baby kick could just like kill off this child legally. Yeah. Like go through this far in pregnancy and just, I know this was like a very change in topic. No, I know. Like I literally was just having this conversation yesterday, just kill the child. Mm -hmm. And which like that was a thought often throughout pregnancy for me, where I was just like, I couldn't, I always said I was pro-life. Like we always say we are because we're Catholic, but then you become pregnant and you're like, okay, I really don't understand how there's an alternative. But it's like, we're not pro-life because we're Catholic. We're pro-life because we believe in human dignity and logic. Yes. Because we believe in science. Yes. But I think so many like people have not really thought much about it and they just jump in the, in the, bandwagon of like well that's what my catholic faith says and Mm -hmm. believes and like that's the category i fall into and that's the team i'm on but then like yes the logic says the science says whatever but then when you actively get pregnant and have a baby inside of you and are the woman who gets the choice it's like heartbreaking and shocking and like it's it's real on a whole nother level that there's an alternate like you you realize that a woman has to have gotten to such a far point to have chosen that option because mm-hmm. it is so unnatural and mm-hmm. it is so dark. So anyways, all that to say. And but is- the thing is we're not we're not ignorant to the reasons why women choose it either. Right, right. right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, that's how bad it's gotten. That's how hard it's gotten. That's how hard they're being told it's going to be. And so they're choosing otherwise. And that sucks because like as someone who's been pregnant, I can't imagine ever having to come face to face with that decision Mm -hmm. ever. Like Um, the baby knows your voice and like. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, okay. 73% of abortions in the United States happen because of a financial burden. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have ever heard of Let Them Live, it's a nonprofit that Emily and Nathan, um, a husband and wife, they came across that stat in 2018. Um, and then they started Let Them Live, where the mission is to financially support pregnant women. Um, so when they came across that stat, they they supported um, a 20-week-old pregnant woman named Josie who was evicted from her apartment after living in a van in freezing December temperatures, and they were successful in helping her cancel her abortion, um, and Josie was that – it gives me chills, but, like, Josie was that first mom who was – her life was changed because let them live. And so that's the entire mission is to provide financial support to women to help them cancel their abortions and choose life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can do too. And through let them live, like they vet these mothers. It's not just, you know, handing out out money to someone on the street, you know, it's so much more than that. And they actually have a relationship with these mothers and, your donations literally directly make a difference because you can see these women and these women's stories, even on their social media, on let them lives Instagram. Like they give you updates, live updates. It's like, she canceled her abortion. Like, and everyone's in the comments, like, this is awesome. You know, it's just so much. So you can visit letthemlive.org to make a donation and even become a monthly donor. Um, but it's so important. And this company I've known of for a very long time, especially working in the the pro-life movement, and they are very well known, very well respected. And yeah, I couldn't recommend putting your tithing you money know, elsewhere. So, yeah. 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 It's yeah. directly affects the people, these these it, women. Yeah. It's the most moving thing. Like if you're on the fence of this or you're still not convinced somehow. <laughs> You need to go check out their Instagram. It'll all be linked in our show notes, but it's so moving to see the moms send in videos of like themselves teary-eyed explaining how much this means to them. Mm-hmm. Like you are their support. We're asking Cece who's going to support her postpartum or, you know, at the birth. 
and she's in a real crappy situation but these women are in even worse yeah it's like incomparable you can believe that um and <laughs> you have the chance to be there like they, yeah it's incomparable like I could complain about how the mental struggle of feeling alone like these women are alone yeah yeah I can feel alone but I know I'm not alone right right so yeah um on that note name hints <laughs> you're not gonna give us anything are you <laughs> um they're like catholic okay that's a hint mine were never catholics so. yeah that's a hint uh-huh okay and you yeah. have one for a boy and a girl right yeah or are you first still... and middle okay wow already so set set i mean we've like fought about the pronunciation but yeah it's set okay okay <laughs> And um, when will all of our babies meet? <laughs> well, my our baby will probably meet Micaiah. Yeah. Micaiah gets first dibs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you know, Megan has offered to come help me. So um, I but love- But with one Gary, child. With one child. But they're not welcome. No. Um, <laughs> 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 I love yeah. them so much, but as I'm ripped no. and raw, they're no. not welcome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to offer help while bringing three children with me, so that's that's not helpful for <laughs> Megan. Anyone. Would never fathom that. So no, that would not be helpful at all. Um, but eventually it will. They're, yeah, they're going to each other's lives forever. In, so yeah. <laughs> they like it or not <laughs> favorite thing about being pregnant I don't know what was your favorite thing um when I got super big so like third trimester and it was just like they were my buddy with me like everywhere and like even in France when we were in France and you know cutting lines and stuff because I was pregnant I was like wow he's such a gentleman already like he's already getting <laughs> us to the front of the line um so feeling how like many weeks had, like, were you buddy 28 okay 26 28 something like that Uh uh-huh yeah I don't know what my favorite thing is I feel like it's something you look back on and know what your favorite thing is true you know true yeah um I mean there's like a fun anticipation yeah that is true uh it's so hard for me I'm really happy and really excited, but it's so hard for me to also put aside the like whole, I might be doing it alone. thing. No, totally. If you kept talking about those, there were two questions. I think it was about your contingent contingency plan if Patrick's deployed and then what you're most worried about in regards to the baby and birth. If you had kept talking about those, there would have been visuals on here with me crying a hundred percent. Cause I started to picture like myself birthing any of my three kids without Avery there and I was like no like everything in me is like that's not how it's supposed to be and so I like "Mm." and that's that's the thing like everything about pregnancy is natural Mm -hmm. and then there's certain things that like are just very unnatural and backwards Mm -hmm. yeah and out of but out of your control yeah like like I'll be in the majority I mean I I have to leave Japan, you know, at a certain week because I don't want to do an overseas flight at a certain week. Right, so like right. I'm going to be alone for, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up to baby. So right. that's going to be different. But I mean, I kind of like what you said. Like you have a little buddy. I'm like, maybe I'm a little buddy. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. Like that's honestly the route I would have to go because I'm fully expecting we still have like 12 more years in the military over here so I'm fully expecting to be in your shoes at some point during this yeah 12 years and I'm like that's the route I would have to go I would have to think like this I have a little buddy with me not to mention the you know 10 other buddies I got running around the house by that point shoot Carrie's the <laughs> ringleader I mean I she's just <laughs> um she would love that uh but I, that's how I would have to think about it like oh I get to like a piece of him like a part of him especially because I I like knowing the gender so like knowing it was a boy I was like oh his little man is like with me like, he's, he's taking care of me which scientifically actually is 
true to some extent, but mm-hmm. um, I will yeah, say too, not... there's like the whole other aspect that I don't want to forget is like, it would, I think it would be harder if I was the person not there. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like Patrick is going to be missing two people. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. I'm missing one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and especially for them, like when not the same, kind of the same, like when the water burst through the house in New Mexico, way back when I was like, I'm not going to tell him because he's going to feel incapable of doing his role. If you can't protect and provide, Mm -hmm. that is the biggest source of frustration for men. Yep. And that's exactly, that's exactly what Patrick's going to be going through. And that sucks. Yeah. And so, but, but this speaks to your ability to not only be self-aware, but to also be like aware of your spouse, because you're not just like, this sucks for me. Feel bad for me. Like you, you've brought this upon me or whatever. And you're like, no, there's another person in this and it's going to be really hard for him too. Like this situation isn't happening to me. It's happening to us. Right. Right. And it makes you guys a team. So, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a little bit more, you know, grace and gentleness towards him. Right. And as much as like, he doesn't sit here and voice it as much as I do and dwell in it because it's not, it's going to be unhelpful to me. Right. I know he wants to be there just as much as I want him there. Right. Right. It's not more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Keeping that in mind, especially being sensitive with like my complaints about it. Mm Mm-hmm. So you pick, you pick your people to complain to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll Everybody we'll... start praying specifically that. <laughs> That's that. we're actually the biggest reason why I decided to just tell people. Cause I was like, we actually need those prayers. Yeah. Like no joke. I know unconfident prayer works. We would love them. We don't know when we're going to find out when he knows if he, like, like I said, it could be two weeks before we figure out if he can make it, but right. We'll love your prayers. And that, there we on that it. note, we're back. Oh, and also we have Patreon. So I was just going to say that. Go you ahead. You got to join the group. Well, I was just going to say, we meet every second Sunday of every month. So we meet once a month, every second Sunday for like an hour on Zoom, uh, 7.30 central time. So what is that? Eastern, 8.30? Yeah. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and it's so fun. It's like this whole girls group. I literally will see the girls from the Patreon call on Instagram later. And I'm just like, oh, there's my friend. Like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's Catherine. Oh, there's, you know, yeah. Sydney. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So it's, it's the highlight of my month for sure. Oh, you can find the Patreon link in our show notes. I got to go too. I got to go nurse a baby. So love, love you guys. guys. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.